everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers met the media on Monday and LeBron James talked about his future. How much future is there? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with 21,000 give or take subscribers, all of whom are dialed back in, Andy, because the Lakers are back on the floor. Uh, they officially kick off training camp practices, I believe, today. Um, and uh, Monday was media day. Everyone back in the building, media included. And look, I'm you. You surf around the league, Andy, and you see that you know in Philly they're in, you know James Harden even there, and they're answering questions about that. In Toronto, it's like, why aren't you extending Pascal Siakam? And you know, they're, they're every like all these little mini dramas going on uh, all around the league. And you and I can vouch for the fact that Monday afternoon was the most chill, drama-free controversy free media day that i have ever been a part of like well i mean there was just nothing to latch onto in a sort of negative angsty kind of way it was phenomenal i mean as a franchise traditionally the lakers have been above that sort of drama bs That's like true. it's not it's not really what they do they're not really into heightened storylines or no. clashes or a lot of media attention they're, they're not into a lot of will they, won't they, a lot of, you know, inner turmoil. You would never, I'll tell you this, you'd never make an HBO show about right. the no, goings no. on of this franchise. No. Uh, um, and unfortunately, I, I think you could have made one that lasted longer, but that's a, another story for another there's, day. There's always, yeah. a, there's always another network, Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe the CW picks up <laughs> winning time, but... Is it, that still a thing? <laughs> I think it is. Is that still I, there? I think it is. Good for you, of, CW. I think nice. it is a I think it is a part of sort of like expanded basic cable. But it it is interesting to see the Lakers. It's very rare to have them be in a place where it feels like there's both no drama and they are legitimate contenders. It's rare to see the Lakers in a position where you really expect good things about them, and yet there does not seem to be a single personality clash or some type of rift on the horizon. It's right. it's really, really fun to step into this. And it's and it's not even just like, you know, Kobe versus Shaq or this or that. Like it's it's down to the stuff like Hey, what about this guy's contract extension? What about that guy? Like, you know, Anthony Davis is locked up for the next, you know, five seasons, I believe it is. And, you know, LeBron has his contract. And I think it's pretty clear that he's going to play with the Lakers going forward, you know, probably as long as he's going to be playing. We're going to talk about LeBron, you know, talking about his future. You know, Jared Vanderbilt has an extension. D'Angelo Russell theoretically has two years. Like, there's just, there's this feeling of, settledness that is so unusual uh, particularly over the last few seasons with this team and LeBron you know to a man even the new guys 
talked about continuity <laughs> like how they they felt that they were stepping into something that already had a, a personality and a character and things like that but you know especially like you know lebron ad whatever it, it just over and over again this notion of not having to enter training camp where they felt like they had to start over where yeah i i that to me was a theme that that really ran through the day yeah, LeBron noted how, you know, obviously there are steps that need to be taken, and this is a team that is not going to be skipping any type of steps, certainly under his watch. But he was really optimistic about the idea of picking up where they left off in terms of just the momentum that they built post-trade deadline, but also, too, that there shouldn't be much teaching going on. Like, you know, I, I think to some degree there will be in the sense that I would like to think Darvin Ham and his staff will have the opportunity to offer a more ex expanded playbook with these yeah, guys and, and sure. like do, do more things that they couldn't do post-trade deadline because, A, NBA teams just don't get that many opportunities to practice, period. And, B, the Lakers had to just run at breakneck speed, often without LeBron, sometimes without D'Angelo Russell. They didn't have the luxury of implementing a whole lot of different wrinkles just on a bunch of different levels, this year they should be able to. But other than Christian Wood and Torian Prince and Gabe Vincent, there's nobody that you expect to be part of the rotation that's new. And as LeBron said, there should not be a lot of teaching going on. And that's really important for this team as they try to, you know, hit the ground running and, and you know, put their best foot forward. Other little things along those lines. You talk about, the, the little details. D'Angelo Russell talked about reviewing film of the playoffs and like seeing those places where like, you know, he did or did not do a good job with LeBron. He specifically talked about like needs to rebound more aggressively and things like that. And what what struck me about it was not whether he's right or wrong or, you know, do this, do that or whatever. It's that you can look at this as a player and be like, I'm going to go review film of last year's playoffs because I'm confident that this year that information will be relevant because the mix of players is similar. I'm going to be here. They're obviously going to be here. The LeBron and AD apart. That when people, it's not, it's those details that separate teams and, you know, the extra 2%, 3%, 5%. And there are just certain things that you can't accomplish until you have reps. And, you know, the Lakers don't have six, three or four or five years of continuity, but kind of nobody does anymore. It's really hard to have that. And any sense of continuity is light years different than what they've had over the last three seasons. Yeah, the other part of the continuity that D'Angelo Russell talked about that's really good in terms of retaining the guys that they brought in, retaining the guys that they did, but also... I think to some degree, a personality like Gabe Vincent, who by all accounts is very professional, seems like a pretty laid back guy. Uh, Torian Prince has familiarity mm -hmm. as a former teammate of both D'Angelo Russell's and Jared Vanderbilt's. You know, Christian Wood, for all of the question marks that come with Christian Wood being kind of a mercurial personality, he has a familiarity with Darvin Ham. He has a familiarity with Anthony Davis. D'Lo talked about how it's a really good group off the court together mm -hmm. as a as a in addition to how they play together 
And that stuff's really important As because did, I, was it Vincent or it was one of the new guys. So it kind of made that same point. It's like you walk in and you can tell this is a group that is, you know, familiar with each other, likes each other and all that kind of, so it was, you heard it from us, but it also heard it from one of the new guys too. Well, I mean, thinking about it just now, like when they, when they put that group, like adding Rui, then all the deadline moves together with the guys that were still on the team, like, Everybody was in in some ways in either in need of some type of change or excited about being part of something that mm -hmm. could be better. Like the remaining Lakers knew this roster can't possibly be more dysfunctional, less operational than what we had been dealing with. D'Angelo yeah. Russell was looking for a home. He's going somewhere familiar. He's going somewhere that if nothing else, he's going to have utility jared vanderbilt and you know at the time malik beasley they're going from a team that they knew wasn't going to be in the playoff picture to one that was at least trying to get there same with rui hachimura who i think really just needed a different environment period so that's a lot of different guys who yeah. all discovered something really positive together at the same time that can lend itself to a lot of off-court chemistry and bonding in addition to what happens on the court. Yeah, one more point I want to make about this uh, after the break, and then obviously we'll get into LeBron, who had some fascinating things to say about his present and his future. So all that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Ibotta. It's football season. That means pizza. It means wings, various dips, and whatever you prefer at your tailgate, go all out, get some cash back with every purchase with Ibotta. The weather's getting cooler. Time to stock up your closet with winter clothes. And with Ibotta, you get cash back on winter coats, hats, gloves, scarves, everything for the whole family. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care, pantry goods, so you can make sure you are beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop. Get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns 100 bucks per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. And other apps give you points that are they're a hassle to redeem. You're not even quite sure what you're getting those points towards. With Ibotta, it's straight cash, homie. Cash coming back. You can cash it out to your bank account, to your PayPal, to your gift cards, and you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you start with Ibotta, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So download the Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Store or App Store, and use that code LOCKED. Um, before we, we, we finish this topic, I do want to give the shout out. My favorite line that I saw the day was, I believe it was Austin Reeves on spectrum Sportsnet uh, thanking Travis Kelsey for, uh, changing the subject regarding Taylor Swift. <laughs> so people I think are sort of just stopping, uh, asking, uh, Austin Reeves about that because everyone knows now where, uh, Taylor Swift's attention is and it is with Travis Kelsey and not austin reeves unless it's all part of the smoke screen you you listed the new guys you listed the players in the rotation it's it's veteran players like torian prince and gabe vincent and you know these are are christian wood but i'm getting to wood here like business-like players in in the case of torian prince and and um and 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 vincent Wood is sort of the exception there with the guy with question marks about things that go beyond talent 
Um, he, I don't know if we'll get to it for today's show. We'll get to it over the course of the week. Um, didn't love all of his answers when he spoke to the media in terms of, of addressing some of those questions. But the thing about it is, Andy, they only have one of those players. They have one guy who you look at and say, "Does can we can we help him fit into a culture?" Nobody is concerned about Torian Prince fitting into Lakers culture or Gabe Vincent or you know or guys like that in terms of the players who are meaningfully part of this rotation. The only guy that they have to teach, if that's the right word, is Wood. And you can have one of those guys on, on a team, especially a team with this many veterans and this many professional players and a professional staff. So I, that part of it, I think, is, is worth noting as well. Um, so LeBron, particularly if that guy really quickly is on a veteran's minimum contract, right? You know, if it's the one guy that you have to get to buy in, but he's making 25 mil, that becomes or, a different or story. It's James Harden, yeah, <laughs> or know? his or his name rhymes with <laughs> Russell Restbrook, right? Whatever it might <laughs> and, be, yeah. You know, and so all right, so let's let's talk about LeBron here because it, he was. You know, obviously uh, hasn't retired, um, but he did address some of the comments that he made last year at the end of the season and noted that they were, you know, uh, he was exhausted at the end of the year and he wasn't blowing smoke. He wasn't making it up. That is how he felt at the time that he wasn't sure if he wanted to come back and he was going to come back and play. And obviously over the course of the offseason, he said he spent a lot of time, uh, you know, with his kids and and all of that and i'm like you know what i sympathize when i spend a lot of time with my kids i want to go back to work too like i get it um they're tiring uh, but he said they rekindled a love of the game if, uh, for him yeah specifically coaching bryce's team during yeah. the summer his son bryce uh he said just being around basketball in a way that had nothing to do with you know money or building a platform or right. any of all the different you know tentacles that come from LeBron's career because it is as big of it's as big as anything in sports much less basketball um I did think it was interesting though how he said it was not a as he put it super quick decision mm -hmm. that he would end up doing this year I mean if I had to guess it was probably always a part of him that knew this was likely what was going to happen sure but you know he said it took a minute to figure this out Especially too, I imagine, given the situation with Bronny. Well, and that and that was first of all the update on Bronny is he's doing quite well and he's starting his rehab and you know they, they think you know the hope is that he's going to be able to play with USC this year. Um, but it's it's relevant, it's particularly relevant when to, to, to the situation with with Bronny when LeBron was asked about his future with the team. Um, is, is this going to be his last season? And he said, "I don't know." Um, I said, "I don't know." Uh, he was asked to elaborate on that answer. He said, I can't because I don't know. I'm happy right now. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, meaning Tuesday, today, getting ready, you know, when training camp, they have their first practices and all that, getting training camp going and going. But I don't know what the end of this road looks like or at the end of the season. I have no idea. And so, like, LeBron is very clearly in a year-to-year -year place. And while... I mean, I think we had actually, because Bronny's recovery seems to be going well, and, you know, LeBron was effusive in his praise for the doctors and the medical teams and all these places that have, that have helped him. I think you can talk about contextually how Bronny's situation changes the answer and changes some of the calculus, I think, for LeBron, because he's clearly not a one and done player now. He's not turning pro next year. I mean, that's not something that's going to happen. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. 
I, 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 I am. This is this is me speculating. Okay, I just I don't want to make it play enough to this season to be able to do it again. I don't know. I, I have I, no I, idea. I, I that I'm glad you pointed that out. I am not reporting. I am speculating. I don't think you go from the situation, the the medical situation that he has had, to certainly one and done when you're unlikely to play a lot in your your freshman season. You know, it's it, maybe maybe end up with a medical red shirt. Like I don't know. I wonder how that it pushes. Point is, it pushes out potentially the timeline. And if you're LeBron, and 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 a good chunk of your motivation to continue playing to continue staying in shape and all that other stuff was built on was based on on brawny we the opportunity to play with your son in the nba it's it's just a different deal if that looks like it might happen in the next year or two versus the next two or three or something and so i i i i think it is part of this calculus when you talk about lebron and because i i i nervous to even sort of think in those terms and talk about this because it's obviously the least important thing compared to Bronny's actual physical health right um, and then his ability to play again and then maybe his ability to turn pro one day which is ultimately you know I guess less important than some of those other things yeah LeBron talked about um you know where he's at right now and he said that he feels like even though by the time that Western Conference finals ended against Denver that he had pretty much nothing left in the tank. He's gone on to refill it, uh, recharge, and he feels like he's got a lot more left. Mm-hmm. It was and interesting, his though. foot is better, which, right. which probably makes a difference. Which, okay, this was something, too, that didn't come up in front of our assembly, assembled media, but did come up uh, when he was doing a different interview. He pretty much, he said, tore the whole tendon in his mm-hmm. right foot. Um, but it's reacted really well during the offseason workouts. You just marvel at the idea of a guy 38 years old uh, playing that level and intensity of basketball with a torn foot tendon. That's just mind-boggling. But where he's at right now, he feels like he can go really strong this season. And LeBron talked about how this season for him, he's playing it in dedication to Bronny. Mm-hmm. Like he he really wants to play for Bronny this year. And, you know, it, it made me at least think about, and again, this is based off nothing other than just thinking about narratives and storylines and the top and the type of things that quite frankly, I do think LeBron thinks about mm-hmm. if the Lakers end up winning a championship this year in a season outwardly dedicated to his son, who dealt with you know an extremely scary health situation that thankfully seems to be headed in the right direction, that could feel like the right note to hang it up on. Yeah, we we, we talked earlier in the season about that idea of like it, it becomes more likely for him to retire if they if they're successful. Uh, you well, know, especially it, too because a LeBron like a lot of great truly great athletes. This was something that I always thought could have been a potential with Kobe until tearing his Achilles. Mm-hmm. I think changed the way he wanted to end his career because he had something that he wanted to prove to himself. He wanted to prove that he could get back on the court. This became a totally different challenge than he expected in terms of the twilight of his career. But I always felt like Kobe would have been looking to leave a little bit more on the table when he 
decided to retire if for no other reason than the truly great ones always hate to be seen as vulnerable, and I don't blame them. Um, and I would imagine LeBron would be one of those guys too. And the ability to actually go out on top is a really rare commodity in sports. And, and if you get that potential storybook ending, you at least got to consider it. Um, there is, yeah, it was, it was, he wants to, you know, he wants to play as many games as he can. He wasn't talking, it's not talking like a guy who feels like he's got to navigate, you know, physical issues or this or that, or needs to dial it back or whatever. Um, and like most of the players who are at his caliber, I think when that changes, so does his willingness to kind of keep doing it. Um, you know, he, he said, you know, a lot of a couple of the player, Anthony Davis was asked too about that, you know, the rules about, um, you know, sitting and, and rest. And LeBron was like, you know, I, I, I try to play every game I can. I understand, I understand the business of basketball. He said, and that players like me need to be on the floor to sell the product, but it's not that big a deal because I want to play anyway. Um, let's talk about Anthony Davis and, and his reaction to, um, the, the extension, uh, the very interesting conversation about who this team kind of belongs to now. Um, it's just so much stuff. Uh, we, we really will need most of the week to kind of get through a lot of the details uh, and, and great stuff that happened this week, uh, on Monday, I should say. Uh, so we'll do that next. We'll do Anthony Davis next. You know, it, it's... We don't. We don't need to. to, to we'll maybe talk about it tomorrow. Um, but like little stuff. Rui Hachimura asked about the uh, the starting small forward spot and whether or not he wants that that position. He said, "I really all I care about is finishing." So I'm much less concerned about starting than finishing. A lot of those types of of reactions throughout the day, where everybody right now um, understands what this is. Um, and you know, those, even those kinds of things, like no headline could be generated out of Rui Hachimura wants to start at small four, which by the way, would be a totally normal reaction. Andy, if you ask a guy, does, do you want to start? Sure. <laughs> you know, um, Anthony Davis was asked, uh, whether or not he thinks, you know, he's the, the face of the franchise after signing the extension. He said it was a very simple and easy process. Um, he didn't think that much about it. They offered him the extension. He said yes. Um, but you know, LeBron said that it's Anthony Davis's team now. And Anthony well, Davis AD, said, by the way, he was specifically asked, not are you the face of the franchise? He was asked, is this your team? Is this your team? Right. You're correct. Um because that can feel like a very, very different connotation. Especially when you play for LeBron. Uh well, with when you play for LeBron, <laughs> slip of the tongue there. <laughs> When you, play, when you play with LeBron, um, it's interesting to hear LeBron pump up Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis defer back to the team and not sort of step on LeBron's toes and all these other things. But what I thought was really important was Anthony Davis then acknowledged that he has to be excellent, more consistently so. Uh, for the team to win, like it, wh whoever you know, it's like I play for the Lake. The team is the Lakers. I play for the Lakers, um, but he is well aware, Andy, of what is going to be required of him for the Lakers to do what they want to do this year. Yeah, he he has said that he needs to be dominating in order for the Lakers to win a championship. He talked about wanting to 
play 82 games this year, and he said he is prepared to play 82 games. Um, doesn't seem particularly concerned about any type of load management rules because, again, I, if nothing else in Anthony Davis's mind, I don't think he considers himself part of that conversation because if he is able to play and medically cleared to play, he's going to play. Again, this is the way he defines this whole talking point and situation to begin with. You know, he he talked about like being now one of the oldest guys on the team. You know, he's 30 and like that there's a responsibility now that comes in leadership, not just in the sense of he's one of the two superstars with AD, but like he's now one of the most experienced guys on this right, team. Like, say it's a nice little change of pace that you know, right. the 30 year old is one of the oldest dudes on the team. Yeah. But like he, he's talked about giving advice to Christian Wood, giving advice to Jackson Hayes, that there are going to be guys on this team who come to him in addition to AD for wisdom and insights and all that stuff, because beyond being a top 75 player and a you know defensive player of the year caliber player and an, at his top, top, top end, an MVP caliber player, he's just one of the guys who's experienced the most in the league. And he, he recognized the responsibility that comes with that with the idea of deferring whose team it is and, you know, the, phrasing it that way to AD puts him in a very difficult spot, particularly when, A, I think he knew LeBron's coming up next at the podium. And it's like, right. do you really want to create a scenario where LeBron gets asked, AD just said it's his team, do you agree? But B, I don't think he was aware that LeBron in a different area of media day was saying, yeah, it's Anthony Davis's team. Like the whole thing because well, I mean, of Le- but that's not a new line from LeBron. LeBron sure. has tried to I mean, LeBron has been trying to elevate of course Anthony Davis as the 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 front man, so to speak. Sure, but it becomes it becomes just a different dynamic and maybe a little bit easier to answer if you know that LeBron is going to say literally on this day it's Anthony Davis's team. If nothing else, you can talk about what it means for it to be your team, however you define it without it stirring any type of waves or whatever in your head if you're not exactly sure what LeBron's going to say. What Where I do think this matters, though, is just this that there's no push-pull going mm-hmm. on. Like, it doesn't feel like that is happening and is happening. And, you know, we've seen this before, just, you know, the Lakers, Kobe and Shaq, or a team you and I covered, Dwight 1.0, with the Lakers, where there was this expectation that Dwight Howard should have been demanding Kobe pass the torch to him. And you know, putting aside their personality clashes and whatever, Kobe was not going to be passing that torch until he was you know, retired. That was not going to happen. And it was not fair to ask Dwight Howard to be demanding that, you know, like some type of transition or whatever. And it's nice to know that however both of them define whose team it is, it seems to be in a way that's really simpatico and productive. Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing you can say about this team and this relationship superstar pairing, um, well, there are a couple things you can say. The first is when both of those guys are healthy, it's worked very well. Um, and so it, it has been, that's the reason the Lakers are considered legitimate title favorites is because we have plenty of evidence that the the LeBron James Anthony Davis pairing is a remarkably effective and efficient one when both of them are available. 
the the reason they are not prohibitive favorites is because you don't know if they're going to be available. And the injury risk that is present with every team is elevated with the Lakers because LeBron is 40 and has been in the league for 21 years, and Anthony Davis has an injury history. Um, but it is it, they they work together really well and they like each other. Like that it, at this point, if that wasn't true, if that was you know something they've been high like it's they've gone on too long. Like they this is a, a these are two guys who like each other, respect each other, respect the way their games complement each other. And it it's helpful that LeBron is so made at this point that he can he can do whatever he wants to sort of elevate Anthony Davis and do all this because every as long as he's on the team, it's LeBron's team. Like LeBron is going to be your spokesperson, your face, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, but that but the actual on court stuff is where LeBron can give AD all the space he needs to play at an MVP level. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, it will always be LeBron's team because when it comes to leadership, he's the ultimate Yoda. And I don't mean just because he's that old. I just mean he's the guy that's experienced the most. There is nobody other than maybe Steph in the league who's more been that been there, done that, than LeBron. And, you know, he's ultimately going – LeBron's also more comfortable talking in that way than AD is. So in that sense, it's always going to feel in some ways like it's LeBron's team because LeBron is, at the end of the day, you know, he's the most important voice. But I think what LeBron is acknowledging is that AD is the most important player on the court. Like, ultimately – they're not going to go as far as LeBron takes them. They're going to go as far as Anthony Davis takes them. I think that is absolutely fair to say. Um, we Here's just among the things that we've still got on the table for next week. We, we mentioned briefly uh, Rui Hachimura and that small forward um, battle. It was, it was Rui had a very interesting uh, you know, media session. D'Angelo Russell what he was saying about you know kind of what he learned from last year's playoffs rolling it forward in terms of how he can become a better player in his what is it like eighth or ninth season or something like that like it's crazy like these guys start so young d'angelo russell's been around for a little while now um you know having a kid and and getting older and all these other things um both of us really impressed um by um max christie and just the, the both, you know, got a lot bigger. You know, everybody says, Andy, you know, I gained 15 pounds and I, you know, I was in the lab and I was like, Max Christie looks much bigger, but he's yep. also 20. So like, like 20 year olds actually can get like much bigger and all that kind of stuff. And Jalen Hood Shafino, when you get to see him kind of up close, that dude has a grown up frame. Um, so plenty to, to keep talking about Austin Reeves, uh, and his media time. So lots to talk about uh, over the course of the week. Lakers, of course, will start practicing and we'll, we'll get a feel. And I think, when did they play the first preseason game? It's over Saturday. The weekend, yeah, Saturday. Um, so we're in it. This is very exciting. Uh, Lock on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with about 21,000 subscribers, a number sure to rise now that the, uh, the season is here. Uh, so be a part of that. Leave us questions, leave us comments. We will see everybody on Wednesday.